Hey guys, welcome to the number 215 ever episode of a Wish Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be uh, recapping the disastrous Wizards at Celtics game yesterday, and then now previewing their game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. Can the Wizards finally win a game? I mean, it's a three-game losing streak. They were 10-7. and They had a chance to really extend themselves to become a top-three seed in the conference. Instead, three straight losses. They're down to the eighth seed. Um, But then also the Timberwolves, you look at them, they're kind of in a situation where they're not that far out of the one seed. And they're the 10th seed currently. The West is so tight. Every win matters and every loss matters in that conference. So um, so I know this is kind of, you know, a big game for them as well. But let's see if this streak can come to an end. Uh, first of all, of course, we will recap the Wizards at, at Celtics game. Uh, it was not that great. You'll hear that in a second. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. And, of course, as always, let's get into this. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. <laughs> So let's start off the episode by recapping the Wizards at Celtics game last night. I was unfortunately not able to see all this game, but I was able to see enough to know that it was a disaster. Uh, The Wizards did not play well in the first half. The third quarter wasn't awful, but it still wasn't that good at all. I mean, they basically played the fourth quarter to make the game look close. Truly. That's all they tried to do. Um... It's interesting to me that Bradley Beal, finally his three-point shooting went down, which is a little bit of a bummer, but the fact that Bradley Beal has come back and the Wizards have started losing is a little concerning to me because you're paying the guy $251 million to win you basketball games, and it seemed that they were having more success without him than they were with him. I think that is concerning as a Wizards fan. That That's very concerning to me. And... um he needs to – it's not his fault. Like, 30 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, but maybe it is. He had a minus 28 plus minus. Like, I don't care what your stat line says. If you have a minus 28 plus minus, clearly you're not doing good enough. Clearly something's wrong. And I don't know what it is with you. We, I still need to figure it out. It's, like, it's, it's not like he's playing bad games. Like, that's why it's so hard with him because when you watch the games, you're like, oh, yeah, he's making baskets, but his team isn't winning. They, they don't seem to have chemistry with him. And that's concerning because they're paying him, again, $251 million to win basketball games. And if he can't win basketball games, then the Wizards are going to be in a very tough position in the future. Uh, there are some other positive things to look at. I mean, Porzingis, though, it looked like he had a good game. Four rebounds, not great for a 7-3 guy. Finally shot efficient, but a minus 23. Clearly didn't make that much of a difference. Anthony Gill played a good game. Todd Gibson played a good game. His first double-digit point game in the season in just 12 minutes. Hit. 12 points in 12 minutes, a point per minute. Did not expect um, Todd Gibson to do that. I don't know why the heck Will Barton played 31 minutes and 
more than Denny Avdia and Corey Kisper. I know they didn't have great games either. Most of the players on this team didn't have great games last night. But I don't understand this whole obsession with playing Will Barton so much. He has not been successful in a Wizards uniform so far. Clearly needs to get it together. Um, it was cool to see Devon Dotson come in the game towards the end of the fourth quarter. The Wizards shot fine from the field, awful from the free throw line, 25% from downtown. I mean, my goodness. Like, that's bad. And remember that thing I said about containing Jalen Brown? I don't think the Wizards know how to spell that or even say it because it wasn't even close to happening. I don't know if that's the Wizards' fault or if it's just Jalen Brown being Jalen Brown because he had 36 points, five rebounds, incredible efficiency. I mean, the Celtics overall didn't miss a free throw. Just think about that. They were 26 of 26 from the line. They shot 47% from three and 55% from the field. Now, I'm not saying the Wizards didn't do anything to make them have a better game, but there is also a little bit of the Celtics of the Celtics arguably the best team in the NBA. Tatum or not, they still have a lot of talent. But what upsets me is that the Wizards could have held other scores. Like, if, if you allow Sam Hauser to score 14 points on your basketball team in 21 minutes and allow him to shoot 80% from the field and 75% for three, you shouldn't expect to win a basketball game. And they didn't. And that's exactly what happened. So my point is, like, you know, not everything about this game was the Wizards' fault defensively to see what the Celtics were able to do. Part of it was just the Celtics being the Celtics. But I can assure you that Jalen Brown doesn't have 36 every game. I can assure you that Sam Hauser doesn't average 14 points a game. So the Wizards clearly need to switch something up. This is three straight losses now. Thank goodness that the road trip is coming to an end. They can now come back home, but they need to come back home because something needs to change, and it needs to change fast. That's all I'm going to say. It needs to change fast. Now, I know, I understand that they were without Kyle Kuzma, but they were without Jason Tatum. So, like, I get that, you know, the Celtics are still a better team, even without Tatum and the Wizards are, especially since you're without Kuzma. But considering the fact that you're, you know, the fact that they were missing their best player and you allowed Sam Hauser and Derek White and Lou Cornett to beat you, as a Wizards fan, I'm concerned about that because those kind of things shouldn't be happening. And if the Wizards really do want to compete, Sam Hauser scoring 14 points is absolutely unacceptable. That is all I'm going to say about that. That is all I'm going to say. All right. So let's move on. You know, tough one, that's fine. Let's respond as they are now going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves, the starters uh, for the minute. Nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say the injuries first because for the Timberwolves, Jada McDaniels, Jordan McLaughlin, and Torian Prince are all out. For the Wizards, Monte Morris did return last game. Kyle Kuzma's return from the injury report. Ruby Hachimura is still out with that right ankle injury. And DeLon Wright, of course, is still out. He has a few more weeks of injury, I'm pretty sure. Not too long, but he I think he still has you know, a few more weeks of injury. The starting lineups will start with the Timberwolves. It's D'Angelo Russell, um, Anthony Edwards, most likely Jay, uh, most likely either. It's probably Kyle Anderson. If not, it's Jalen Noel at the three. Cat uh, at the four. Carl Anthony Towns at the four. And uh, Rudy Gobert at the five spot for the Wizards. Look at it as normal because it's... Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Denny Avia, Kyle Kuzma, and Chris Osporzingas. The injuries are over, and they've got the regular starting lineup uh, back. My prediction, <clears throat> I actually have the Wizards winning this game. I know I predicted them to win a lot of games this year, so my record doesn't look great, per se. Um, but I actually do think they're going to win this game 117-115. to 115. I'm starting off with my Coburn's catch. You know, this isn't the main thing, but I did want to mention this, and that's why I'm going to have it as my Coburn's catches. Don't spend all your time on it, but have a solution for Ruby Gobert. 
because when I've been watching Rudy Gobert, I know it was when he was in Utah, but he absolutely dominated when he's played the Wizards and in, in, in his past few games against them. Um, I mean, again, don't make this a huge priority. Like the Timberwolves have Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, there's so much off of the talent. Gobert isn't high on that list. But in his career against the Wizards, he's averaging double-digit points, over 12 points, 12 and a half rebounds, and two and a half blocks. In his most recent matchup against the Wizards, he had six blocks, 19 rebounds. So he knows how to play against the Wizards. He plays really well against them. And I think with all the offensive firepower that Minnesota has, he's not going to be the main target that they go to, but neither was it in Utah when they had Donovan Mitchell. So all I'm saying is that don't spend all your time on him, but just make sure that Rudy Gobert doesn't get out of check offensively and defensively. And that also has to do with the big guys, Porzingis, Gaffer, Tosh, whoever's in, to make sure that he's not getting all those lob opportunities, which which he's the best at on offense, and also making sure that they can stretch out the floor so that the paint game gets open. Because when Rudy Gobert's in the paint, that's very scary. He's one of the best rim protectors possibly in NBA history. You know, he's, he's won three Defensive Player of the Year awards protecting the paint in his career. Um, I think like seven-time first-team all defense. So um, he knows how to protect the paint. You know, if you're those big guys, Porzingis, Cafferetage, make sure to spread out the floor and just make sure that um, Gobert doesn't get out of check. Surprising statement. I think the Wizards are going to have more than 33 assists this season, which is their season high. So they will have their season high in assists this year. You know, of course, the Wizards are going to score because the Timberwolves' defense is good. But not only is their defense isn't good, but they're also 29th in the NBA in assists allowed per game. They're allowing over 27 assists per game. And now they're going against a team like the Wizards that can pass the ball really well as a really decent offense, especially against a, a, a defense like Minnesota's. And, you know, with Monte Morris back, you know, he's, of course, a great playmaker. And you still have guys like Beal, Jordan Goodwin, Denny Avdia. We have, also have those guys to facilitate. The Wizards are going to be passing the ball. It's going to result in a season high in assists, and it's going to help end this three-game losing streak because I do have the Wizards winning this game. Spread time, Wizards minus one, Timberwolves plus one, over under 229. I would like the Wizards because I do have the winning by two, and I do like the over. I have a total of 232 points in my game. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring one with two electric offenses. Uh, my spread, I would have Wizards, Timberwolves, just even. Pick them. Who do you think is going to win? I think this is a near 50-50 game. I'd give the Wizards a little bit of a chance, but personally, if I was a betting person, I would just put this at 50-50. Um, or not at 50-50, but just even. You know, who are you picking? You're picking the Timberwolves, you're picking the Wizards. Because um, I think you're going to get a lot of mixed answers there. And I would also have the same over under 229. I think that makes a lot of sense in this game. Fantasy outlook. I have Bradley Beal getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Anthony Edwards getting 45 to 50 fantasy points. I have Carl Anthony Towns getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. And I also have the big that he's going to be going against, Christoph Sporzingas, getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. See, that's another thing. Like I know I mentioned keep Cobain in check, but like the Timberwolves still have Anthony Edwards. And Carl Anthony Towns. Like, they still have a lot of talent. The Wizards need to make sure that those guys are held in check. But all I'm saying about Gobert is that if the game could come down to a last play, they can throw a lob up to Gobert, and that could be the game. Just don't let Gobert get those open opportunities. Because when Gobert gets open opportunities, then that even gives Ant and Cat more opportunities. So Gobert is kind of close to, like, a key to this team uh, defensively and somewhat offensively, too. So I think the Wizards just got to, you know, make sure they have a plan for him. Um, what punctuation do you put on that percentage? Well, I think ESPN giving the Wizards a 56.1% chance of winning actually makes a lot of sense because you know, both teams have had their good moments this year. They've had their bad. Of course, they're, t- they're both 10 to 10. Uh, but I think the fact that the Wizards are home, I also think they've been a slightly better team this year. Um, I think giving them that percentage makes sense, the more favorable percentage, period. Very good percentage from ESPN. And last but certainly not least, who you got? Well, 
I think Bradley Beal is going to be the best player on the floor in this game. He's coming off of another 30-point performance, and he's been scoring the ball at, honestly, a crazy rate uh, since he returned from health and safety protocol. I think with the Timberwolves' lack of defensive play, especially on the perimeter, they really don't have a perimeter defender to go up and guard Beal. Uh, and then, you know, I just think that the 251 mega supermax superstar is going to get it done. Put up 30 again. To be more specific, I think he's going to put up 34 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, no blocks, 12 of 23 shooting, which is 52.1% from the field, 4, four of 6 from downtown, that's 66.6 repeated decimal, whatever, we're round, 66.7%. And from the line, he's going to make all 6 of his free throws, that's 100%. He will have 3 turnovers just because... You know, in a high-scoring game, you, usually your primary ball handler has a lot of turnovers and the fact that the Wizards are going to be passing the ball at a big rate. But that's not going to affect this game. I think, and again, it is concerning the fact that the Wizards have been losing games despite Beal playing well. But I think he's going to play well, and the Wizards are going to win. The streak's going to come to an end. The Wizards are going to go back over 500. Bam! Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, and view. And, of course, enjoy the game. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.